0: welcome to the random ask podcast if you couldn't tell by the name this is a podcast where we bring on random guests we ask them random questions we try and learn a little bit we have local people that know what they're doing and are masters in their fields let me try and just have a little fun while we're trying to get a little educated i'm taj sender a local realtor Meet a lot of cool people in real estate. I sell good houses. I buy good houses. Let's get into it. Um, Joining me today on the show, we have Jenna Nash McCabe. Wait, do you go by Jenna Nash McCabe or (laughs) Jenna McCabe or or what? Because I've been telling everybody it's Jenna Nash. (laughs) I go
1: by everything.
0: (laughs) Everything? Okay. Legally or like professionally. What's the name you put out there?
1: Jenna
0: Nash McCabe. Jenna Nash McCabe. Okay, cool. Because I asked uh francis for your contact the other day and he sent me and it, uh a contact and it said jenna mccabe and i was like that's not right but no <laughs> i know
1: so i've combined my uh, married name with my maiden name
0: okay yeah
1: so it's very confusing half the people know me as nash half know me as mccabe and the other are trying to figure out what the heck i <laughs> had a similar
0: thing happen when i hopped into real estate my full name is gertage and then uh, when I went to university, I was going to, well actually me- uh, university with Mexicans like Luis and they couldn't say my full name because when they pronounced it like in Spanish, it was Hurta. And I was like, man, that's nothing even, <laughs> like that's not even close. So then they just started calling me Taj. And yeah. I was like, okay, we're just gonna roll with that. From here on out, but um, it's nice, short and easy. When I meet people, I'm like, yeah, it's like Taj Mahal and everybody laughs. I
1: actually was thinking <laughs> that today.
0: <laughs> every time. Every yeah. time I meet somebody new, yeah. it is, if I can get them to crack a smile, I'm like, yeah, I'm in. And yeah. then um, half the time they don't work with me.
1: Well, <laughs> it's, easy, it's easy to remember. And yeah. every time I pass your bus stop in Valley View, yeah, it's easy to remember. I see it there. I remember it. It's memorable.
0: So, okay, you do mortgages. Yes. And which company are you with?
1: I'm with Dominion Lending Center's Integra Mortgage.
0: Nice. Dominion yes. is huge. Yes. They're like one of the biggest yes. in Can they're like the remax of mortgages. Yes, exactly.
1: <laughs> you recognize them everywhere.
0: They're everywhere. The yes. branding is really good. Yeah, the company really is huge. The the reputation is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um have you always been with Dominion or did you start there or start somewhere else or?
1: Um, I started somewhere else and then I switched over there about eight months after I got into the industry.
0: Eight months and that was it. And you're like, no, I could do better. (laughs) 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 Oh man. So quick learner. That's good. Uh, Um, okay. Tell me a little bit about yourself. How did you get into the industry and how did you decide to do mortgages?
1: Um. Well, long story short, my brother-in-law and my sister were buying a house. My sister's a flight attendant; she was away. My brother-in-law needed me to go to his mortgage meeting with him because he doesn't speak mortgage. Okay. Anything, <laughs> anything yeah. mortgage. Um. And then the mortgage broker was like, "You should get into this. You should check it out. Check it out." I'd always thought about it. Didn't really understand the structure of it all. Yeah. Um. Uh, checked out the course and ended up doing it and getting into mortgage brokering.
0: And how do you like it? I
1: love it. I can we tell. Love it.
0: I can tell because <laughs> yeah. just checking out your social media and whatnot, I'm like, she actually enjoys this because you can tell. Like, I found like when I was trying to do posts on social media for real estate, like the really real estate focused ones, I was like, oh, I hate doing this. But I found your post to be good because I actually connect with them and I see them. And we were just talking, you do these posts where you'll take a listing and be like, yo, this is how much you need down. This mm-hmm. is what your monthly appointment looks like. Mm-hmm. And it's super informative and helpful. But even just as a realtor to see that, so I can tell my clients like, hey, this is roughly the ballpark of where you're gonna be.
1: Exactly.
0: It was awesome to see. And then I saw two weeks later, people started copying you. <laughs> and I was like, man. <laughs> flattery, i think let her let her shine for a little bit before you start taking her style oh man so your social media game is really good where can people find you on instagram
1: um i'm at jenna mortgage broker
0: uh, you see he didn't even use the last names cuz he knew it was going to be confusing i
1: did cuz it's so confusing to put all of that in one so it was like jenna mortgage broker so i am jenna mortgage broker um basically everywhere that's simple, my website. Though. It's simple. It's everywhere. Yeah, that's where you can find me.
0: Nice. Yeah. Nice. So, are you a Camloops local? Did you grow up here?
1: I grew up here. We moved here when I was four, so I just consider it like yeah. this is home.
0: Yeah. I'm in the same boat. My family moved here when I was like, uh, how old was I? Like ten from Merritt. Oh, okay. You know. So and, you're local. Um, yeah, we came here, and I was like, wow, what a big city. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I love it here. We have, like, a little bit of everything. It's not too big. Yeah. But we have everything. Yeah. Um, So I love it.
0: It's, It's pretty awesome. Like, you get... In terms of, like, the atmosphere and the environment here, like, you can go 30 minutes pretty much in any direction totally. and have, like, a different feeling. Totally. And like, can we go cool. to the
1: ski hill. Yeah, 45 can... minutes to the ski hill. It's an, o- an hour to the lake, right? Yeah. Like, we're, yeah, it's just so great.
0: Um, Yeah, so you're going, like, 45 minutes to the, the ski hill, 45 minutes to the lake. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not that far from Vancouver. It's pretty awesome. And the thing that I loved about it was, like, how low-key it feels and Mm -hmm. it is Mm because like back in the day i remember going to vancouver and i was like oh yeah i love going to vancouver and it vancouver had a cool vibe and um not to well i'm gonna knock vancouver i'll do it (laughs) i don't care it's not my city (laughs) but vancouver went from being like kind of low-key and kind of hippie-ish and then they got money and now it's just like It's uh, a lot of yuppies. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The the atmosphere changed a lot, right? And it's like uh, when you come from like a very blue collar place like this to a place like that where people are posturing and everybody's trying to be better than one Mm -hmm. another. Mm -hmm. It it doesn't really fit with my character. No,
1: I, I agree. Totally.
0: But I do love it here for that reason that people are who they are. And it's way easier to connect with people when they're being them their true authentic selves mm-hmm. and I think it's easy to do that in a city like Kamloops but so all right so you're pretty much a local here well pretty much you are a local. I'm
1: gonna call myself a local yeah 100% <laughs> went to school started kindergarten here went all the way through I consider myself a local <laughs>
0: yeah oh so, what about now so you're telling me your husband you married a giant
1: <laughs> <laughs> literally
0: yeah Found the biggest guy you could in <laughs> yeah. camels. Okay, so tell me about your husband.
1: Um, he works with the TNRD here. He does water and wastewater treatment, so manager over there. So they run a lot of the water and wastewater treatment plants um, in the TNRD region.
0: Nice. Yeah. So we were talking right before the stream started um, about shoes, and I was thinking <laughs> I have big feet because my feet are size 13. Yeah. Uh, Jenna's husband has size 16 feet. They don't even. Yeah. Like, <laughs> i can only imagine you're lucky he's not a sneakerhead yeah
1: (laughs) we joke he's got skis for feet
0: yeah Yeah. no doubt no doubt so like how many kids do you have
1: we have two are they like
0: are they also giants
1: relative yes relative (laughs) to their like classmates like i'll see my daughter walking out from school and she's inches taller than most of the kids. how
0: old are your kids
1: um the oldest one just turned eight and the younger one is four
0: Okay, so four-year age gap, but then yeah. they're both going through kind of different. That's that's kind of neat because they're going through such different things that
1: they are, but the younger one is such a firecracker that she just, for the most part, keeps up. So it work it works out really well.
0: Really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, so she's like um, about Franny's daughter's age.
1: Actually, they are like super good friends. Are they best friends? They're best friends. They go to daycare together. They are the cutest, like four year old. Well, Franny's just turned five. But anyways, they're like little best friends at four. They're so
0: cute. That's awesome. Yeah. So Franny's a good buddy of mine. He's a colleague, uh, another realtor Mm -hmm. here in town, Francis Ramuno. Um, He's my mentor for people listening at home and just a really good friend of mine. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, I see his daughter Harper all the time. She's so funny. So and it's... so,
1: mine is Harper too. Really? So we call them oh, the Harpers. The, yeah,
0: <laughs> he was telling me that, and I was like, "Oh man!" And he lives on. Oh, I don't want to say. Well, he lives on a street called I Harper know, something. Right? And I'm like, "Jesus!" Like it's no yeah.
1: coincidence. But That's yeah. so funny. They're at daycare. They just call them the Harpers.
0: <laughs> That's wicked. That's wicked. And then your eldest uh, is eight. Yes. And a boy or girl? Girl. Girl. Oh, okay, yeah, so you got so two, two girls. girls. Oh wow. Mm-hmm. That's gonna be it's gonna be fun yeah. to really gonna get, fun right that's gonna get interesting so same thing yeah. like franny yeah two yeah. girls i told them the same thing i said you know i'd enjoy it now
1: totally i'm like we were on the countdown for like four years till they hit like that preteen, i think and then it's downhill
0: you know what i love about not having kids um giving other people parenting advice
1: yes let's hear it let's hear it
0: oh man um Damn, I I don't know if I could share any of my parenting advice. Um, Yeah. We should drop
1: them off for a day. Yeah. Have a day with the Harper's.
0: That would be good. (laughs) No, like it's it's crazy because it's not so much advice, but it is like I look at how people raise their kids now and Mm -hmm. how our parents raised us. And Mm -hmm. first of all, okay, my parents were immigrants. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, So the way of doing things in our culture was way different Mm -hmm. than all of our white friends. (laughs) <laughs> like, that's <fair. laughs> right like everything was much different but not only that but now i look at people and how kind of hands off they are on parenting and mm-hmm. it's like everything is all about people's feelings or the kids mm-hmm. feelings mm-hmm. and
1: um i don't know that i roll so much that way
0: but... <laughs> yeah I, I don't like that's that my, my parents would tell you the truth <laughs> is, like, is in that same boat where i'm like yeah i get what they're trying to do yes but like when you go into the real world, the real world isn't going to give a shit about your feelings. Totally. Right? Like, you're, totally. you You got to understand that, like, you have to overcome adversity. Absolutely. To, to thrive, right? Absolutely. And if you don't teach your kids that, then, like, I think they're going to have a hard time.
1: Oh, absolutely. We have some very real-life situations at school, just in school and stuff, and I'm like, yeah. this is not going to change. Yeah. There's always going to be a difficult person. There's always going to be something you don't like, but this is life.
0: That's so, good. See, like, if you're... Yeah. Uh, like. I don't need to teach you anything. It sounds like, it sounds like you're doing a pretty good job. My kids might job. tell you otherwise. Like, ah, what do they know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there you go. They're only kids. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: yeah. No, it's funny. But I, yeah, it's funny to see when all of your friends are going through, like all my friends are having their first kids mm-hmm. and they're kind of doing this now. And it's mm-hmm. it's so weird to look back at like, not well, not my parents because I can't really remember, mm-hmm. but um, like other parents in our culture or from that era and the mm-hmm. way that they were with their kids. And I I feel like they were, like, much harder on them, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And it, whether it was good or bad, that's neither here nor there, but it's just the change from that parenting perspective mm-hmm. to now. Mm-hmm. But, like, that's what it was, right? Like, the discipline was so much different. And oh, for sure. Yeah. For sure. So I think that's good. But so you teach your kids, you do good, you do what you can there. What, mm-hmm. do, you, what do you find... Do you find like you take some of the things that you like the way that you deal with your kids and try and teach them when you're dealing with clients and trying to teach them (laughs) about mortgages does it like segue one into the other like quite a bit
1: Um, not so much i feel like i have a little bit more patience for my clients thank goodness (laughs) (laughs) it's
0: it's okay whatever you want to do with your kids right (laughs) no No, no that's good though like you need to be i feel like the same way with real estate like some clients you have to be more patient with for and sure. it takes more repetition for them to learn. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but it's funny when you do have to like kind of deal like with kid gloves and.
1: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I think like my children are so different. I had their, I don't know how they're both my children. They're so opposite, to be honest with you. But you find that in real, or in real estate and mortgage brokering and stuff like that. Like everybody is so different. So the way I do things with one client doesn't necessarily work with the other. Oh, right. Absolutely. So it's trying to, yeah, I do my best to try and, you know, hold their hand if they need a little bit more hand holding or whatnot. Or, you know, lots of them have been in the done it before. They know the basics, but stuff's changed too, right? Yeah. So it's just walking them through, yeah, where where they're at, meeting them where they're at right
0: the funniest thing to me is you'll probably have this too is when you do a deal with somebody and they were with another broker or realtor before mm-hmm. and that person just did like a shit job <laughs> <laughs> and they're like we've never seen any of this or we've yes. never done any of this yeah. or oh i didn't know that we're supposed to do this yes. and it's like wow let me show you like the right way to do things and <laughs> right. it's just like a revelation in their minds and they're like you watch the The things connect and they're like, Mm -hmm. oh, this makes so much sense. Right,
1: right. And I do like to do that. I do like to explain the process because there is a lot. It's a huge investment yeah, and a lot of really important decisions being made. So, like, let's spend the time. It's
0: it's very important. And like, yeah. And I'm the same way because I feel like you have to go through the details Mm -hmm. with people so they understand, Mm -hmm. like, the whole commitment that they're making, Mm -hmm. the whole purchase Mm -hmm. that they're making, like what the repercussions are right mm-hmm. so they like that's our job as these professionals mm-hmm. is to teach them so they can make the best educated decision absolutely. but i find like some too many people will just kind of rush them through and make the decision for them mm-hmm. and just be like this mm-hmm. is what you want but it's mm-hmm. like no it's not our job just to do that it's our job to educate them absolutely which can be more of a pain in the ass, but. <laughs> Not necessarily, because
1: I don't ever want them to get into something that, you they know. They don't understand, yeah. Yeah, they don't understand. Maybe two years down the road, they want to move, sells, life happens, life yeah. happens, right? So I want to make sure they understand what they're getting into, the different products. One of the biggest ones that comes up is like rate fixed and variable differences, I was just going right? to ask you, I was going right? to be like,
0: oh, I got a good question. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, so if you do want to move in a couple years, What is better, right? Like if if you don't know and maybe your career sends you somewhere else or you're thinking of upgrading, planning on having kids and you need more space and you want more parenting advice from college, (laughs) (laughs) right? All that kind of stuff. Um, What is better, the fixed rate or the variable rate? And what's the difference between the two, really?
1: So I, I always like to educate on the variable, um, and just the prepayment privileges that come with that. If you wanna get out of your mortgage term, say you're in a five year term, you wanna get out at any point, you don't know, you might upgrade, move, whatever that looks like. The prepayment penalty is only ever three months interest. That's okay. Not that at all. So your your rate's gonna fluctuate. It is going to fluctuate. Your payment could fluctuate a little bit as well. But prepayment privilege for or like prepayment penalties, sorry, is so much cheaper. Usually, usually, typically than a fixed rate is going to be. Right.
0: So what that means is if you're going to try and sell before Mm. that term is up and Mm -hmm. you have a variable rate, then the mortgage company isn't going to ding you as hard. Right? Typically, yeah, typically,
1: typically, typically nice. Um, like the fixed rates, you're either going to pay three months interest or what's called the interest rate differential. And that's based on the then current fixed rates. And it's all sorts of calculation and whatnot. And you can see like I was I had one last summer where their prepayment penalty to get out of their mortgage because they were moving, selling um, was thirty thousand dollars. Because wow. they were in a fixed rate, right? So you can see how that really, like when you break it down for clients and you're like, you know, maybe your variable rate will go up and you might pay a bit more in interest. But if you, if something comes up, we say life is variable, right? Life true. is variable. Nobody knows what's going to happen in the next five years, right?
0: Yeah, that's true.
1: Like, I don't know, something could happen tomorrow, something like that. So... Yeah, you might pay a bit more in interest eventually, maybe with a variable, not at this point in time, but maybe. <laughs> I, like,
0: I like the idea of a fixed rate. Because in my mind, I'm like, yeah, nothing's going to happen in five years. And then I can like (laughs) trick myself into thinking that things are going to be like exactly the same. But I mean, you're right. Life is variable and Mm -hmm. nothing really, Mm -hmm. nothing really goes to plan. So having that flexibility is huge.
1: It, it, It gives you a lot more flexibility. And I know that a lot of people are a little bit scared of the variable because there is a lot of media attention about rates going up and all this stuff, but when we break it down and I show them, at least at this point in time, the difference between their fixed payment, variable payment, and then the flexibility with that variable, a lot of people are actually going very well these days.
0: Really? Yeah. Still? Still. And then what are you seeing, like, the average term? Like, what are the, the terms that people are doing? Like, three years, four years, five years? Um,
1: most of mine are doing five. Yeah. Yeah. Most okay. of them are doing five
0: nice yeah um and then yeah since you brought it up with these rate increases Mm -hmm. what what how or how much has the rate increased so far and then how much is it supposed to increase (laughs) my crystal crystal ball is broken (laughs) like like people ask me what's the market gonna do (laughs) So let me ask you yeah Yeah, for once i can ask somebody else instead of put the onus (laughs) on me like I'll tell you what the market's going to do when my mortgage broker tells me what's happening with the rates. <laughs> there you go, <laughs> yeah. there
1: you go. Yeah, my crystal ball is broken, so I'm yeah. not exactly sure, but fixed rates have definitely climbed in the last six months for sure. Like, yeah. we're looking high threes, sometimes into the fours, right, for a fixed rate right now. Just depending on your situation, um, how much you have down, it all depends on that.
0: Where were they, like, over six months ago? <laughs>
1: uh, Twos. Oof. Low twos, some in the high ones. Like yeah, yeah. I had some clients last year get in at like a in the summer. No sorry, September. One yeah. point eight four ish, one point nine nine for a fixed rate.
0: Yeah, that's which is that's incredible. Almost, that's almost free.
1: It, yeah, exactly, <laughs> right? Like free money. They locked in their five years yeah. and they're at that one point nine nine. So they we've definitely seen an in, seen an increase in the last six months.
0: Nice. Well, when was the most recent increase?
1: every day the last like three weeks (laughs) every day they're just like ah we're getting (laughs) it every day i get from some lender a rate increase right Mm. yeah
0: oh okay so that's cool too because now you can explain to the people at home why it's more beneficial in my mind Mm -hmm. to use a mortgage broker as opposed to like a typical bank for your mortgages because you have access to multiple lenders
1: absolutely so some of the bigger ones that you'll know that we have access to are scotia bank td we work with monoline lenders as well. So that would be like a First National or an MCAP. They are mortgage lenders that just don't have the physical presence that we see in you know, downtown Kamloops. We also work with some of the credit unions, private lenders, B lenders. We just have access to so many lenders. Different products is essentially what, what we're getting at here. Different products, different rates. Maybe you don't fit in the traditional bank box yeah. <laughs> with just their products. And we have access to hundreds of different products
0: so like you said life is variable people Mm -hmm. situations are variable Mm -hmm. but then that's where you have the flexibility because you're yeah you're like a realtor in a sense where we're matchmakers between the home Mm -hmm. and the person Mm You do the same thing between their financial profile and what that allows and the perfect lender. Exactly. Right. So it's yeah. Yeah. Except you don't have to drive around. Gas prices <laughs> are like two bucks a liter. Being so like, I get to
1: sit at my desk Ugh. and I don't have to go far, So that's kind of nice.
0: And then you're able to work all across Canada.
1: Um, we can work all across Canada. I'm licensed in BC, but we okay. can partner with other people in different provinces to do um, files all across Canada.
0: Okay, so if you're licensed yeah. in BC, you can only work in BC? Technically, technically? yes. Okay.
1: yeah, Technically, but I can, yeah. Bro.
0: Is it hard to get licensed outside of BC?
1: Not really. You have to write the exam, do the course in that province
0: so ah, it's all just a money grab anyways <laughs> yeah,
1: <exactly
0: right. laughs> it's not hard with
1: everything you have to hold a license there yeah. so yeah no it's not huh. difficult but that's cool. doable
0: that's cool so you've been doing mortgages now for i think you said eight years is that no
1: correct? no two and a half years two and a half i'm
0: a newbie oh no you're, you're <laughs> two or eight months at the last place now yeah, two and a half years yeah. so but you're killing it
1: oh thanks i oh,
0: think thanks. you're doing really good thanks. like so, my gauge of doing really well is when I ask other realtors, like, who's your go-to yeah, um, for mortgages and Kamloops? And the more I hear someone's name, mm-hmm. the more I'm like, okay, yeah, she's doing well.
1: No, I've been so fortunate. See, this is, okay,
0: <laughs> I had no idea. I thought you were, like, I, <laughs> gauging by the amount of referrals that people are, mm-hmm. like, the amount that people are referring your name, mm-hmm. I thought that you had been doing it for way longer.
1: No, I should have.
0: yeah we all should yeah
1: 10 years ago i should have started but anyways (laughs) funny
0: story about that i actually first got uh got my real estate course in like 2009 2010 i did the course and uh i just decided to do other stuff with my life and i never became a realtor but the opportunity was there and i actually am very very glad i never took that, uh, that next step and actually became licensed like mm-hmm. I had all of the stuff done but I didn't reach out to a brokerage mm-hmm. because 10 years ago my priorities were so different. I was such mm-hmm. a different individual mm-hmm. that I don't think I would have had the drive mm-hmm. or the determination to make it because this is not an easy gig it's like <laughs> It's easy to get licensed. Yes, 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 and then you gotta really start
1: the work, right?
0: Yeah, the license and the the book, like they don't teach you for, they don't prepare you for anything. Like once you, once you're in the real world and you're you're working within a brokerage or whatever, Mm -hmm. then it it becomes very clear to you that like, how was it? How how was it when? How was it when you got licensed? And you're just like, oh okay, because I know for me, I was like, I don't have a clue what to do next.
1: Uh, it's nothing like the course. Let's yeah, just, no, yeah, there yeah, is exactly. There's nothing like the course. Like I, they don't even teach you how to use the software in the course. Nothing, right? So no, they
0: don't teach yeah. you. And, and this was the funny part because I have a degree in finance, right? So mm-hmm. I did really well on the real estate course because mm-hmm. half of it was math, and yeah. I was like, Psh, I got this. <laughs> like it was so easy. I literally okay. So we have similar. The exams are similar in yeah, terms of structure and that. length, yeah. right? Um. So I wrote my exam, in like. 20 or 25 minutes oh and it, it's it's almost like the same in what you yeah. have right yeah um when i was done i got up and i told them like uh, i didn't even say anything i got up and she was just like do you need to use the bathroom? And I was like, no, I'm done. (laughs) And she was like, oh honey, I'm sorry. And I was like, oh no, I'm good. (laughs) I was like, what are you sorry for? I was like, whatever man. Get out of here lady. (laughs) But then you get your uh, results the next day. And I got like, I think it was like 87%. Good for you. And I like, I crushed it. But coming out of university, I was really good at test taking. So like, I was a speed demon at how quickly I could write tests. Like if I wasn't the first one done, then I knew something was wrong. <laughs> like then then I knew you knew that I didn't know yeah, what the hell I was yeah. doing because then I'm like sitting there spending time trying to bullshit because I didn't know the actual answer. But yeah, no. So on the book part, the book learning, I did really well. Mm-hmm. And then when we, like yeah, same thing with you. When you get into actually working in the industry, it's so hard because you have to that's when your learning really starts.
1: Oh, absolutely. Like right? just the software alone I don't know I don't know if other people are like this but it was like okay what do I put in here what do you enter in here and then each lender has different products different rules and all that stuff right so I mean it's learning every day still I feel like because you don't keep it all in there with all the different lenders but at least you got a pretty good hold on it now
0: so we're kind of in similar positions in our our careers yeah right how much do you think you work every week Just so people understand, like the amount, <laughs> the amount that, of time that goes into this.
1: Oh, 40 plus hours, like at least, at right? least, right? Yeah. You're always—I don't know. There's always something to do. You know that. Yeah. There's marketing to do. There's clients. There's meetings. There's learning. There's webinars. There's all sorts of things, right?
0: I like, yeah. I go. I'll go like from morning to night, mm-hmm. and I'll go like for as many days in a row as I can. Mm-hmm. And then I'll just, like, wait for a quiet day. Yeah. And I'm just, like, I'll I'll stay home and I won't do anything yes. that day. Because, yeah. like, that's how it is. Like, there was yeah. – I did, like, 10 days in a row mm-hmm. of going from, like, 8 in the morning to, like, 9.30, 10 mm-hmm. at night. Mm-hmm. And, like, literally I've, <laughs> I've gotten so, like – Regimented and also like just cutting out all the bullshit. Like, I got to the point where I was only eating once a day because <laughs> I was like, I can't, I was like, I can't waste time eating. <laughs> like, I gotta cook because I, I have a strict diet too. So I was like, oh, okay. I gotta cook my own food. I have to prepare it. I was like, yeah. I can't do this like three times a day. That's, yeah. I was like, that's gonna take me like two and a half hours. So yeah, like, nah, screw it. Okay, here's what I'm gonna do. So <laughs> <laughs> I fast, I usually fast until I, I get home, which is around like usually like nine ish and then i will eat but then sometimes i'll go like i'll prepare my meals beforehand go home eat really quickly around five or six and then that's it and then like otherwise i
1: don't follow that i need to eat like when i hit the floor in the morning
0: (laughs) oh no no like even today like i wake up in the morning um i'll crush a liter of water first thing and then um throughout the day i'm just gonna have coffee and water until i eat again
1: oh good for you
0: (laughs) I don't and know. And it works time. for you? Yeah. Well, yeah. you know what? It's actually. So I do keto.
1: Oh, uh, okay. And
0: then I, um, uh, unwittingly, I'm also doing intermittent fasting. Okay. But like, I I had health issues last year, oh, and that's yeah. kind of what came about. Yeah. Like, um, I was pre-diabetic, and I think uh, I had other stuff come up too. Hmm. And then I was like, how do I how do I like avoid like the sugar fluctuation? For sure. Because that was making me feel really shitty. Yes. Like uh, just throughout the day, and I was like, I don't know. And I did keto once before. Yeah. And holy crap, I lost so much weight the first time good I did it. Um, so I was like, let's just hop back on that. And even now, like, I'm down, like, 45 pounds since, awesome. like, November. That's <laughs> but so
1: good. Congratulations.
0: That's huge. It's it's awesome. Yeah. But the thing that I love about it that's kind of, like, I feel like it's, like, a drug to me is the mental clarity. Mm-hmm. Right? Because mm-hmm. you don't get, like, that, that post-meal brain fog or, mm-hmm. like, that drowsiness mm-hmm. that, like, I just want to keep going and going There's and go. going. Um which is like what we need. Oh, absolutely. And then I hit a day where I'm just like, I need, uh, need rest. rest. Yeah, yeah. I'll text a little bit. Yeah. I'll answer my emails. Yeah. People call me and I'm like, I'm in appointments. <laughs> Literally, I'm just sitting on my couch watching like How I Met Super Your Mother, <laughs> like for like the fifth time or something. Just or Seinfeld. Like I have my shows where I'll go back to and I'm like, this is mm-hmm. my like. I know exactly what happens in the show. Yeah. There's no mystery.
1: Yeah, it's
0: perfect. That's all I want. Just like. <laughs>
1: i love it yeah just something
0: something to dull the mind it's
1: like my yeah it's nice to just have that down where you don't have to think
0: yeah it's Mm -hmm. just you know what's happening your Mm -hmm. attention's there but Mm -hmm. you don't really have to think about it no exactly that's what i i need that in my life to recharge but i bet (laughs) (laughs) i bet you don't get much of that because of your two kids and your giant husband (laughs) yes
1: exactly
0: (laughs) that's a that's a full job in itself so like juggling Juggling motherhood and mm-hmm. then also um, a more than full-time job probably mm-hmm. can be uh, quite hectic. What are some of your secrets to like not losing your mind? Because <laughs> I lost all my hair.
1: <laughs> you know what? I actually love this job because it's flexible too yeah. um i'll do a lot of client meetings in the evenings yeah which works out really well because my kids are going to bed the clients don't have to take time off work right yeah. we can meet in the evening their kids are in bed if that's the stage of life they're at nice. so that's been really nice and the flexibility of that
0: do you do did you switch to doing more zoom meetings or do you still do in person now?
1: no i most i'd say like 99 percent zoom
0: really yeah oh man yeah i didn't do that Oh, not at all? Uh, A little bit, of course. Well,
1: I started not long before the pandemic started, so it was like nobody was meeting. There was nowhere to go. (laughs) There was nowhere to go, right? So it was just kind of like the way that I've done my business since the start, because I started right before the pandemic.
0: Wow. I I didn't even realize that. Yeah, Yeah. because that threw a wrench in everybody's plans. Totally, right? (laughs) Like, everybody's home.
1: There's nowhere to go. Nobody's going to meetings. Nobody's meeting people in face to face, like it was completely locked down at that point in time. So it was just Zoom became the thing and it's kind of just worked. And I, for the most part, like I'll do have the odd client that I meet in person, but for the most part people don't, I don't think, at least <laughs> mine meeting on Zoom, which is quite nice. See, flexible for them too.
0: I did I didn't do Zoom meetings, but I yeah. did do like for showings because I had so many clients from Vancouver. Oh yeah. Um where I was doing like uh virtual tours. Mm-hmm. And I've sold so many houses now where the people actually haven't even walked through the oh house. Oh
1: my gosh, <laughs> like, that's insane to me that they haven't even stepped foot. I know a, a video shows them a pretty good idea, but like being in person is just next level,
0: right? <laughs> so uh, I don't know what your experience is with Punjabi clients. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't have a lot.
0: Oh, <laughs> uh, let me tell you this: they don't care. <laughs> like, okay, well then A that's lot of times, perfect. no, they'll. They'll, they do care to a certain degree, yeah. but they're just like, uh, you get a lot of clients that are just like, just do it.
1: Mm-hmm. Just,
0: I want the house, I don't mm-hmm. care, it's gonna make this much money, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, whatever. And I'm like, okay, and they're like, put in a cash offer. I'm like, uh are you paying for it in cash? And they're like, nah, we'll figure it out. No <laughs> What and he's like? Ah, whatever. We like. We don't care. And yeah. it's like it's our job to figure it out. And I was yeah. like, I'm supposed to be teaching you. This yeah. is like this weird that <laughs> education thing where I'm yeah. like trying to explain to them the way to go about it. But mm-hmm. um, it's hard to educate people that know everything. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Right. Yes. So yes. I've seen a lot of people uh, do that where they've um, hopped in and just done ca- well, cash deals and yeah. then figure out the mortgage after the fact. And yeah. I'm like.
1: Those people. Yeah.
0: Do you Have you had any experience with that at all?
1: No, because most people that are coming to me are looking for financing and we're putting a plan in place. But yeah,
0: yeah, it's it's super important yeah. to, to do that. But luckily, even when we had issues, um, they just they somehow just paid cash for the house. <laughs> and they're like, "Now nah, we got okay, it Okay, we
1: got it. Well, if he got that backing then Yeah, yeah. So they've
0: they've done that, paid cash for the house and then yeah. remortgaged it later. Okay. If yeah. If they wanted to. Yeah. Or just done like a HELOC. Yeah. Um, which whatever, right? Like it's funny though, because the stories you hear are like the the story they give you and the actual truth. <laughs> it's it's easier for you to sip through when you're looking at the numbers. Yeah, I, but it's yeah. hard for me to be like, Are you sure? Yes. Yes, you're positive. Yeah. Like I need to talk to your banker. Yeah. And they're like, ah, oh, we don't we don't have a banker. And I'm like, oh, you yeah? <laughs> <laughs> Like, nah. Like, you don't need to talk to that guy. Just yeah. trust me, we're good. And I'm yeah. like, oh man.
1: Does that um, make you nervous?
0: Oh yeah. <laughs> oh oh <laughs> hell yeah. Um I don't like doing like and again. Some people will do that and they don't feel like it's the wrong thing to do. Mm -hmm. But uh, here's the dilemma. It's my job to do the very best thing Mm -hmm. for my client. Mm -hmm. Right. And I have to do the best thing for my client. Mm -hmm. Now, if the best thing for my client differs from what my client really wants, Mm -hmm. then how do you and your client come to an agreement? But then also... You want to. You have to make sure that the client is able to complete because that's not in their best interest if they do Absolutely. something and they're screwed afterwards. Absolutely. So like it, that's those situations where I have to spend more and more and more time mm-hmm. um, educating them to the repercussions, mm-hmm. um, the risks, mm-hmm. and everything. Mm-hmm. But it's so much harder to teach somebody when they don't want to learn. Right. I hear you. So. <laughs> yeah, it stresses me out because. It's a lot more time and effort, yeah. but I mean, it's our, jo- well, it's our job, right? Absolutely. To do that. And it's, Absolutely. yeah. And the hard thing is, is like, I can't even pass people off to you and be <laughs> like, Hey, Jenna, teach these guys. Cause they're like, we don't need we a mortgage. Need why are we going to talk to this lady? <laughs> like, yeah. hundred, like hundred percent. Right. So yeah, yeah, no, yeah for it sure. gets to be, uh, get, what are the most stressful things that you endure? on your cuz we don't I don't really get to see this except like when we're both like going through something at the same time and we're like mm-hmm. oh yeah mm-hmm. this this is bad
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> um i'd say like short subject removal sometimes when we need financing and lenders are backed up you what know do you what i mean or t- uh like 3 4 days okay 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 like turnaround at a lender if we want to send it to for example if i want to send it to a lender that i know has lower turnaround but they do have the best product it's stressful because mm-hmm. I know their turnarounds a little bit slower. Um, yeah, that's kind of stressful. What else would be when you send in documents and it's not lining up?
0: <laughs> okay, I got a good one. For
1: you. Or when, so yeah, when clients send you stuff that's like not actually matching up the story.
0: <laughs> so what do you find is like the average wait time right now for an appraisal? <laughs> right? That, okay, okay, okay yeah. Yeah, yeah, that probably
1: takes the cake. Um, you know what? I, I'm lucky I worked with a lot of appraisals, I just had one and they squeezed me in and stuff like that. So that was nice. On but average, it's so though, stressful because it's like usually, I don't know. I phoned one a couple of weeks ago and they're like, we're booking the end of March.
0: Yeah, it's like. It, and it's, when
1: you have subject removal, it's very stressful. So that is probably the most stressful because it's really out of control or out of your hands, right?
0: So it's a little bit different when you work with the broker in Camloops mm-hmm. because they know Camloops appraisers. Mm-hmm. They know the process. They kind of mm-hmm. get it. But again, with a lot of my awesome clients in Vancouver <laughs> yeah. that work with mortgage brokers or banks or whatever in Vancouver yeah. and they're accustomed to the Vancouver Times yes. where they can do subject removal in five days and get an appraisal the next day. Yeah, I just had one where we were doing a deal, put the deal in. We had... Um, five days for subject removal and then I I pushed it and I said okay just give us the 10 days for only the financing Mm -hmm. everything else Mm -hmm. we pulled off in three days Mm -hmm. I was like whatever Mm -hmm. like I'll get that done that's fine Mm -hmm. so we're working with the broker and a mortgage broker in Vancouver and as soon as the deal was in like as soon as I had the contract I sent him the file I said book the appraiser yes right now yes right now yeah and he's like oh no worries he waited and waited and waited and he booked the appraiser three days before subject removal we had to get an extension mm-hmm. he actually had to book another appraiser mm-hmm. and um the only appraisal appraiser that he could find that would do it is probably an appraiser you know because he's not a very good one <laughs> <laughs> and that's why he was available yeah. um yeah. but you know, the appraisal came in low and then the client had to make up the difference. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I was like, what, like, what don't you understand? This isn't Vancouver. It's hard to try and teach people when they don't want to learn again. Um, and For it's, sure. It, for sure. That's the frustrating part about our jobs mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. you're not only dealing with the clients. Like there's so many other parties that you have to kind of juggle mm-hmm. through. Like mm-hmm. I shouldn't be the one like telling you how to book an appraisal. Mm-hmm that's not that's not my job but yeah. how many times does that happen but
1: you know it's coming so like all the pre, time yeah right? preemptively book it let's do it i had the same thing the other day we submitted a file and i was like we just need to book the appraisal even yeah. though it's not approved yet it's sent to the lender if something happens we'll figure it out after we'll switch to a different lender or whatever but we need to just book this right yeah. now right
0: yeah it's
1: that is definitely probably one of especially heading into like the busy busy times
0: yeah, like, it, well, mm-hmm. I guess the market is quite hot right now and mm-hmm. it is still pretty busy. But um, are you finding that it's slowing down on your end a little Seems bit?
1: Seems to be turning a bit like we yeah. did. I did a lot of refinances as well over the last couple of years, mm-hmm. too, with rates so low, equity at uh, like an all time high. So we did a lot of those. I don't know if those will be coming as as much
0: yeah um, probably not just with yeah.
1: the h- rates definitely higher now lots of rates are higher than what most people are in right now too so we'll see what that looks like but it feels like it's turning a bit what about you
0: yeah i'm seeing kind of the same thing like mm-hmm. it, it's so here's well we can have a good debate <laughs> here and figure out okay here's what i think is causing it and uh, the last boom that we saw um which was like mid january to the end of february mm-hmm. there's like a huge rush mm-hmm that coincided with the the warning of rates going up but mm-hmm. then also the cocahalla opening because mm-hmm. i saw so many people coming from vancouver mm-hmm. it was wild mm-hmm. um so i think that was one thing that kind of sent things in a, a bit of a uh, flurry upwards mm-hmm. um, the other thing that i'm noticing now is you just kept hitting higher and higher precedents for recent sales and mm-hmm. then sellers kept listing at those prices mm-hmm. and we've reached a point where buyers are mentally prepared to go into multiple offers but now they're like well i don't want to offer over this price mm-hmm. and no they probably shouldn't right mm-hmm. <laughs> like, so like you know what i mean like yeah. if the last house down the street sold for 1.15 yeah and then now somebody lists their house for like 1.15 yeah buyers are thinking well i got a offer a hundred grand over that or 50 grand over that. And that's just keeps pushing it and pushing mm-hmm. and pushing it. So mm-hmm. I think you have like buyer resistance right mm-hmm. now where they'll be like, okay, well, we don't want to, right. We're mm-hmm. just not willing to go up to that point. Mm-hmm. Um, you're seeing uh, a new steady amount of inventory. You're seeing more houses come on the market than are sold every day too. Mm-hmm. So still doesn't mean anything. Like we're still probably under 350 total listings, and, like, we should be at, like, eight 850 for, like...
1: Oh, is that normal?
0: For, like, something more balanced. Okay. Yeah. Right? Like, between, I'd say, like, 800 and 1,000 is, like, mm-hmm. a good balanced market. And that's mm-hmm. probably where we were, like, pre-pandemic. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, which was starting to get hot right? Did
1: you think this was going to happen? in the Hell last- no.
0: <laughs> Hell no. I was like, we're going for a recession yeah, and that's yeah. what I was preparing yeah, for. Yeah. And I was like, I'm going to have to go get a part-time job somewhere. Cause nobody's going to buy real estate. But like exactly the yeah. opposite happened. There's just, people couldn't travel. They, they couldn't spend their money on anything entertaining. Mm-hmm. Um, and they got more flexibility for work. So people mm-hmm. started spreading out and mm-hmm. there was just cheap money everywhere. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, housing market boomed, but mm-hmm. it was very, very surprising to me. And I think just all of the stimulus that the government put back mm, into mm-hmm. the economy is pretty much what triggered it. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be really interesting to see what happens moving forward, mm-hmm. um, even with like the, the whole Russia and Ukraine thing, because that has global implications in terms of like gas prices right now. Right. But then also like food prices and other things, because Ukraine is such a big exporter mm-hmm. of that kind of stuff that it's going to put a, a, a strenuous strain on the global supply of many things. Mm-hmm. And again, like when your supply goes down, your demand still high, the price mm-hmm. goes up. Mm-hmm. Right. So like, yeah, gas is up and that's going to you're going to see the cost of everything go up again <laughs> as if we haven't seen enough inflation. Yes. yes. So. This is where I think it gets tricky with the interest rates is because the mm-hmm. only thing you can do to fight inflation is raise interest rates. Mm-hmm. Right. But I mean, if you start raising interest rates,
1: it's a real catch, right?
0: You pay one way or the other. Yes. Right? Exactly. And it's like exactly. you're, you're screwed if you do and you're screwed mm-hmm. if you don't now. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know what's going to what's going to really happen and it's it's tough to say right because you're in the same boat where we're looking at the financial implications of everything Mm -hmm. and there's so many there are far too many variables and it's hard to understand like the valued weight of each variable Mm -hmm. and trying to figure out how much it's going to impact our situation specifically Mm -hmm. right so like i'll i'll sit there because i have like a very analytical mind and i'll try and like run through what are all of the variables and I'll be like, what's going to be like the thing that affects us. And then like something happens. And I'm like, what the hell was that? Like, where did that come from? Like, (laughs) God damn it, Putin. (laughs) Like Like, what are you doing, man? It just
1: seems like there's so much more of that happening too, that it's just so out of, yeah. You don't know. Right.
0: It's it's crazy. Right. Mm -hmm. And like the developed world is so globalized that like Mm -hmm. we feel the strain in Europe right now. And we'll probably feel the strain in, like, I don't know, Asia or the Mm -hmm. Middle East or whatever when the next thing happens, Mm. right? Um, I was looking at the Chinese market and looking at their um, developers. They're starting to go out of business. And I was looking at that and I thought, like, that's going to trigger a run on their market. And Mm -hmm. because there's so many North American companies and things that are invested in that market that when BMO's shares and things or like Royal Bank shares start taking a little bit of a hit because after 2008, they started investing in foreign companies because mm-hmm. the growth was so big, mm-hmm. right? I thought that like those things would start impacting our economy. That has yet to happen. <laughs> 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 Meanwhile, out of nowhere, there's like a whole war going right. on. And I'm like, ah, oh, I um, did not account for that. No, I right? <laughs> I didn't think that was gonna, I didn't think that was gonna be one of the variables and I'm sitting here like scratching my head, like, sorry guys, I tried to warn you about something, but (laughs) it didn't happen and I don't really know what is next. So it's, yeah, that's the thing, right? Like, so when we're trying, when people ask us what's going to happen with the market, right? Like I Mm -hmm. try and do as much research as Mm -hmm. I can Mm -hmm. and I don't know.
1: (laughs) No, and really like we don't because there's been, especially over the last two years, just so many unpredictable things that have happened. It's so hard to have an answer
0: so here's what i think
1: Mm -hmm. all right (laughs) let's hear it
0: (laughs) the 2008 market correction collapse or whatever you want to call it Mm -hmm. happened but it was a a direct result of what happened to the world economy in like the year 2000 Mm -hmm. after the y2k bubble burst Mm -hmm. right so that whole thing took like eight years to unfold right i think that we're probably about five years away from something similar Right. Probably not to the same degree, but similar. Like, and I don't think it'll be to the same degree because one mortgages are insured now in Canada. Right. Um, it's a lot more strenuous for applications and mm-hmm. things. Mm-hmm. People aren't, well, the people weren't, aren't getting money as easily as they did back then. Mm-hmm. Right. It's mm-hmm. harder to get loans, but the money is still flowing. Right? Oh, absolutely. Um, but I think like there, there's just gonna be implications of one of just all of this money being put into the economy, mm-hmm. and then the government needing mm-hmm. to claw it back at some point, right? Yeah. Um. So when they start doing that, then like everything will slow down, and I think that will be that like five to eight years later after this, mm-hmm. when the people are paying for all of the stimulus that the government has done to like kind of prop us up throughout COVID. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it's been really good now, but like we there is going to be a bill coming yeah right (laughs) so like that's
1: when people are choosing not to work because they're getting paid more to not work it's yeah your system is flawed
0: yeah it's coming that's these kids that's these kids that everybody's like well how do you feel they're like i feel like not working and they're like that's okay like it's not okay it's not okay like parenting advice right there right there (laughs) this is what happens right the older generations like they they don't know it yet but you are gonna pay for your kids feelings in the future <laughs> like, right, right when your kid doesn't want to work and they're gonna be like we want universal basic income and they understand that like they can get it if they vote <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> oh yeah we're gonna be paying for a long time but that's way yeah. way down the road yes yes so yeah that's what i i think we will end up uh, like as a whole uh, paying for a lot of this but again the variable is immigration and all of that kind of stuff mm-hmm, because now we mm-hmm. have all of these people coming from ukraine mm-hmm. and like the more people there are the more housing demand there is totally so what happens i don't know
1: do you think that's spurring on some of the hot hot market here
0: the ukrainian people no just <laughs> <laughs> no just
1: immigration and like
0: um I think it's a ripple effect, Mm -hmm. right? Uh, You see, when they come here, they don't come to Kamloops. Mm -hmm. It's not like a big immigration Mm -hmm. center or hub. Mm -hmm. But they're coming to markets like Vancouver, um, like other cities, Calgary, maybe Toronto for sure. Mm -hmm. But now you're seeing those big markets like Vancouver and Toronto shift their money into other markets. Mm -hmm. So first we saw Vancouverites coming to Kamloops and Kelowna and dumping money here and they've reached a certain point I feel like where they're even they're like, Okay, it's not really worth it mm-hmm. and now they're going out to Calgary and Edmonton. Toronto's doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. So I mean those immigration the immigration increase in those major populous areas is having a ripple effect on the rest of the country. And yeah, of course it's gonna affect everything. For but sure. I don't think it's gonna be directly to us yet. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. not now like we we saw such a big influx from vancouver and just all of that kind of craziness that happened there but it's Mm -hmm. not fair to say that's going to be like that's normal or that's going to continue because vancouver is such a odd market like highs and lows it doesn't make sense yeah yeah the one thing i did see though was like traditionally when vancouver peaks up here camels doesn't peak as high but they'll lag like six months behind okay right And then when Vancouver slows down, we'll slow down a little bit too. And we won't go, like, we're not as volatile, okay? but we have, like, a similar pattern. Mm -hmm. But it's usually a few months later. Mm -hmm. When Vancouver started slowing down in, like, February, we started slowing down a lot sooner, like, by the end of March. Right? Like, that's when I started seeing it. So, like, that correlation is happening Mm -hmm. sooner and sooner, Mm -hmm. but it's still not in the big kind of waves like they went from having like 30 35 people competing on multiple offers oh to 10 in like the beginning of February yeah um and that was when I heard like okay yeah it's slowing down here and I was like oh yeah it's gonna end up slowing down in Kamloops. but mm-hmm. it happened a lot sooner than I expected mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. again all the variables that I'm trying to figure out <laughs> and be like
1: thing's going according <laughs> no I'm trying
0: to figure out what's the what's gonna happen in our market right yeah, like trying yeah. to do as much research and yeah <sighs> my brain just isn't big enough <laughs> to put it all together and it's frustrating but yeah that's one thing that i saw that i thought was interesting right mm-hmm. like where but that is a direct correlation to the vancouver market and the influence that we saw from vancouver mm-hmm. right but yeah i don't know all we can do is try try oh, and exactly. figure it out exactly oh man yeah it's it's tough but i don't think that okay i don't think in your job that you have to try and do as much because i feel like people try and time their purchases and they want to time the market. Mm-hmm. But I, do you think people time their mortgages for the most part? I don't think so. No, because it's just like we need this now. Totally. Yeah,
1: totally. They find a place they like. They need the money, right? They yeah. need to buy now. Yeah. So I'd say not as much.
0: Yeah. So that's kind of nice. Like it's you don't have to think as much as <laughs> well. You don't I don't mean, have you to still try have and have predict do... as much yeah. about the
1: market and things like you guys do oh, for sure. Man. Yeah,
0: I'm tired. Just I'm tired <laughs> now just talking about it. I'm like i'm gonna cancel my appointments for the day i'm gonna go <laughs> that's it
1: my brain is done yeah brain
0: is done oh man jenna it's been a pleasure chatting with you um where can the people find you let's wrap up with that before we go
1: yeah for sure um so i'm online yep facebook instagram
0: jennamortgagebroker.com or .ca? Dot .com. Dot com. Yeah. oh official yeah i almost every time i see the dot com i'm like yeah, they're doing it.
1: I feel like .ca <laughs> throws people off, so I've just always done the .com.
0: I feel like the, people just do the .ca because either the, the .com is taken or yes. it's too expensive. And I'm oh. like, if you're gonna be, if you're gonna be, if you're really in this, you want the .com. <laughs> I'm ToshSander .com because yes. yeah, but it was easy. There's not many other ToshSanders. <laughs> That's fair. I could imagine there are many other gentlemen. I was brokers. actually
1: surprised I yeah. got it. So yeah. Oh. That's good, though. JennaMortgageBroker.com. Mortgage nice. JennaMortgageBroker on Instagram and Facebook. JennaMortgageBroker at gmail.com. On,
0: uh, That's your email, too? Oh, perfect. <laughs> right? That's the way to go. Right? Do you have any uh, closing tips for people listening? Besides use Jenna. She knows what she's doing.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes, use Jenna. No, Um, definitely getting a pre-approval is a really great yeah step. actually
0: i totally forgot to ask you about <laughs> okay before we go i i tell everybody like you need a pre-approval mm-hmm. i've seen some mm-hmm. people even asking for the pre-approval letter mm-hmm. with the offers to make mm-hmm. sure that your offer isn't bullshit mm-hmm. so why is it important for you on the financing aspect to get the pre-approval done
1: Oh, well, it allows us to gather a, a lot of your information up yeah. front. So we're ready to go when you have that accepted offer, especially in the hot markets. Yeah. Like let's, it's go time when you have that accepted offer. You want so that let's... five
0: days subject removal? Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> we want your info. I want your info. If we have to get a couple updated documents, it's a lot easier than me collecting, you know, your letters of employment. You're relying on your employer to get it to you in a timely manner, pay stubs. Yeah. Check. We want to check your credit before. We want to make sure you're where you need to be. Or else we need to put a plan in place and figure out a different strategy maybe. So that's actually a really important piece too. Um, And then we have also, when we check your credit, we have all your liabilities. So we know exactly where you qualify, what you qualify for.
0: And if something comes up where you're like, "Ah, this is messy, you can get it cleaned up before you buy the house. Because most times people are getting Mm pre-qualified a few months beforehand. Mm -hmm. And then that gives you the luxury of locking in the rate. How long can you do so we
1: can lock in a rate depending on the lender 90 to 120 days but nice. you do have to close in that 90 to 120 days so that is the catch oh yeah <laughs> but we i mean we're always happen. yeah we're always watching and always just making sure we have a plan in place i think that's one of the planning right yeah planning like let's put a plan in place this is where you, what you qualify for a lot of my clients these days just because of the market we're in and how competitive it is say, so send me the property you're making an offer on. Let's get you some accurate numbers based on property taxes. If there's strata fees, all that stuff. If we have to be a little bit creative, we have that opportunity to be a little bit creative as well. So that's really good.
0: And it really helps me because then we know what kind of price range mm-hmm. you can actually buy in. Because mm-hmm. it's it goes one of two ways. Either you're looking way under what you can be qualified mm-hmm. for and what you can buy and then you're missing out on better properties or the other way is you're looking in a, a realm that's so out of your reach mm-hmm. that when you do find the house you can actually afford you're going to be so disappointed because mm-hmm. you've seen <laughs> you've seen such better properties i've i had yes. that happen where somebody was looking for like a million dollar houses and then uh, we ended up getting them a townhouse mm-hmm. and um, it's a lot different than those really nice houses right yeah, like I know, and so like exactly. it's it's just it gets you mentally prepared for everything absolutely right? and, and it's, it's
1: not it's not no obligation like there's no obligation i think a lot of people think as soon as we do a pre approval like that's it this is what we're doing but it's not at all there's no, it's no obligation but let's just put a plan together that's what it allows us to do and make sure you like you said you're searching in the right property range yeah you can get your time to get your down payment and all that stuff sorted out as well
0: yeah it's the best way to get you prepared for Mm -hmm. purchasing uh, a property Mm -hmm. that's good alliteration right there (laughs) (laughs) um gets you prepared for purchasing a property Mm -hmm. but then also it sets up the opportunity to again educate the clients Mm -hmm. as to what they need what Mm -hmm. they can afford and that's the beauty of it and that's what we need to do right
1: absolutely and you know you know the subject removal time its just an absolute blur so the more we can do up front before that before you're just constantly like home inspection and potential appraisals financing documents everything like that let's just yeah we can educate up front and get a plan in place trying to
0: get subjects removed in 10 days without a pre-approval is very complicated
1: It just takes a lot more time and it just really brings us down to the wire usually, right? And people are... And then it's stressful too.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So try and
1: eliminate some of the stress with a pre-approval too because we have a lot of our ducks already in a row and we're ready to go.
0: That's the biggest thing. Yeah. Is make it easier on people. Exactly. that's the... That's the best thing you can do is just get rid of the stress and make mm-hmm. the home purchase mm-hmm. as easy as possible mm-hmm. from our perspectives mm-hmm. because it's already such a stressful event.
1: It is. And it's a really busy time. And you've, if you've never been through it or you haven't been through it in years, like so much has changed. Right. So, yeah, yeah trying to take some of that stress off because it's a really busy. I don't know if you find this, but it's a really busy time
0: it's crazy like when when you start going and mm-hmm. you're trying to stay on top of everything mm-hmm. there's so much going on every day mm-hmm. it's easy to miss just like one little thing oh absolutely so, yeah absolutely which luckily we never do of course
1: of course not, not <laughs> us <laughs> not us we're professionals
0: <laughs> okay awesome with that we're gonna wrap it jenna mortgage broker um, thank you so much for being on the show really appreciate you coming on and chatting with us today thanks so
1: much I really appreciate it awesome
0: thanks for tuning in today if you like what you heard show me some love on social media if you know of anyone that we should feature here on the podcast hit me up or if you know anybody that's looking to buy or sell real estate drop my name